wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones, episode 91, how the heck are you? <laughs> I'm so good, how are you? <laughs> you look amazing, do you know that? Thank you Yeah, and you've only got eyeshadow on I mean, I should, I should, <laughs> I should say, clothes and, you know and what? eyeshadow. There's no way this conversation is going to get any better. I'm bowing out. You look very pretty tonight. Thank you. You're sitting at one end of our podcast table. I'm sitting at the end of the other. It feels lonely without Gary and Sarah here. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's very quiet as well. Poor MJ woke up the next morning and he's like, where's Tobias? Oh. We're like, baby, they've gone back to Australia. Why? Yeah, our friends Gary and Sarah, who were with us last week on our podcast, uh, flew back to Australia this weekend. What an incredible week we've had. Mm-hmm. Seriously, this whole podcast week. could just be a review of the week we had. For certain. It's been such an amazing week. been a great week. You know what I want to start off with? Yeah. I want to give a bit of feedback to the tail end of last week's podcast. Yes. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, dear Lord, Stop what you're doing right now. Go to <laughs> alanandaj.com slash 90 and listen to the last week's podcast because yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. During last week's podcast, we were just recording like we are now. Yeah. Nobody touched anything and everything stopped. It's not that the power went out. It's just that everything cut out. Yeah. Which was so odd. What was odder was Gary was like, man, that was crazy. And I was like, yeah, it's so weird that it just stopped working. He's like, no, no, no. When it stopped working, I just saw the name Heather. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. And so if you listen to last week's podcast, you'll hear that by supernatural means, Gary heard a name, he got a date of birth, a profession, and a country. Yes. So we were like, oh, well, this is fun. Put it on tape, see what happens. Yes. And what happens is we got uh, feedback from the person. So she says, um, this week I saw God break into my ordinary everyday life in a very extraordinary way. While going about a normal working day, I got a message from Nashville from folks that I met while visiting Grace Center Church with the following incredible story. When they were recording their weekly podcast interviewing two friends who were visiting from Australia, suddenly all of the recording equipment cut out and stopped working. When the recording weirdly stopped, Gary Morgan weirdly received a word of knowledge, prophetic word from God. Details he received were Heather... November 10th, which is her birthday, and involved in some sort of social work, which is her profession, and Scotland. Which is where she lives. Yes. So uh, he went on to share what he felt like God wanted him to say to that person and shared an encouraging message relating to work. Every detail was totally accurate. It totally blows my mind that God would shut down their recording equipment, give a complete stranger on the other side of the world such accurate information and give him an encouraging message for me. I am totally undone by both the greatness and the goodness of God. An ordinary day became an extraordinary day when God showed me the lengths he is willing to go to to remind me that I am seen, known, and loved by him. It is, it's it's one of the most consistent feedback we had this week from people who had heard Gary and Sarah minister either at Grace Center or Emine or the school. Yeah. And, of course, everybody was impacted by the accuracy of the prophetic revelation. But more than that, people were touched by the kindness of God. Yeah. And for me, you know, every time they would minister, Gary and Sarah would minister, I would just start weeping because the tangible presence of the kindness of God came into the room. Yeah. That he would care about people. Like Heather just said, that he would care enough to interrupt your podcast to give somebody who was born in Wales, who lives in Australia, who I've never met, random information about me to call me out 
and then prophesy all these details into my life. It's just incredible. Yeah. It was super fun to watch them both on the school together, um, tag teaming and everything and prophesying over people and uh, calling people out there as well. Like it was just, it was really in depth. And, and if all of this sounds a little bit weird to you, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8 describes what's going on. It's called a word of knowledge. In the NASB it says this, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. I think it's funny how, <laughs> you know, we're, because some of the feedback I had from people was like, this is so weird. Like people were, some people were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how we want God to move, but when God does move, we're suddenly uncomfortable with it. <laughs> or according to that verse, we're fine when people give us wisdom. Right. Like we really love listening to wise people thinking, oh, it's amazing. But we get suddenly get uncomfortable when we move from wisdom to word of knowledge. Right. The, the NIV says it like this. It says, to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. So basically, it's just a message from the Holy Spirit about something. And I think this is one of the reasons I love our school. I mean, I love that our church got to experience Gary and Sarah for a Sunday morning. But what I love more is that on Monday and Tuesday, our students get another six and a half hours of them. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting how many school students got picked out on the Sunday morning as well. Right. Either students or graduates. Yeah. Which, I I, I mean, I had to, don't want to draw any principles from that, but it was alarming that the percentage of, and I don't know what that means. I, I don't know if that has something to do with what we're going to be talking about later or, or not, but it, it's, it was certainly interesting. Yeah, I don't know. And on Monday morning, man, that was crazy. First thing Monday oh, morning at the amazing. school, yeah. it's worship. And so Gary says that often in worship, all these words of knowledge just come to him. And he writes them down on a piece of paper or in this case on an iPad and just calls them out. And he called out a bunch of people's names and dates. And But the most outlandish one, I think, for me was when he stood up and he said, hey, I've got a seven-digit number, which I think must be a phone number. If we add the area code, that's a 10-digit number. Is this anyone's phone number? Stands up, reads out a 10-digit number, and our friend Alison Hendrickson, that you may remember from episode 76 and 77, she stood up and she said, that's my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> so then Gary calls her out, gives her an amazingly detailed word, and then Alison Hendrickson turned the tables on us. Babe, tell us what happened. Well, it was crazy. Okay, so Alison Hendrickson had a dream a week before that he called her out. Okay. And she was calling him according to her caller ID, but she didn't know why in the dream. And he didn't answer. And when it switched to voicemail, the Holy Spirit said there was no need to leave a message that Gary has your number and he has a message for you. I, I spoke to Allison this afternoon because I wanted to make sure the story was right. And she said, so seven days before she gets called out by her telephone number, she has that dream. And she said, I was so ready for the Lord to speak to me that I had my phone out set to a voice recorder, set to record whatever prophetic word he was going to give me. Never did I think he was going to call me out by my phone number. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. And uh, of course, they did more prophetic ministry again on Monday night uh, at Emanate, which was fantastic. Um I think I think really he was 100% in terms of the word of knowledge. Well, that's the crazy thing. Between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, he came in and ministered to our staff. Right. There must have been close to 50 words of knowledge, be it names, addresses, phone numbers, dates, anniversaries. Yeah. And to my recollection, to my counting, uh, 100% accuracy. Right. 
So I'd never seen that level of accuracy or that level of consistency. And then the other thing is, is there's a whole lot of stuff that was off the cuff, off the microphone. You know, we'd just be sitting in a restaurant with him or we'd be at church or we'd be driving around and he would just lean over and say, hey, I think that person's name is, and of course we would know the person. We're like, yeah, it, right. it didn't happen this trip. But one of my funny stories was last time we were here two years ago, we were driving around and Gary wanted to use my cell phone to tether his phone to, you know, to access data. So we're in the car and he says, hey, Al, can I can I tether off your phone? I'm like, sure, but I was driving, so I didn't want to unlock my phone. So I just handed him my phone and he, you know, just turned on tethering. And it was only after about five minutes I realized I have a passcode on my phone <laughs> that he didn't ask for. And when I was like, hey, and he's like, I just thought it'd be easier than asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is a number of years ago now, probably 10 years ago or so. But we had um, just checked into a hotel and he and Sarah were coming to the hotel to pick That's us up. Right. And uh, he just showed up at our room. And so we were like, hey, uh, you know. Did you stop had, by the front desk? Yeah, because we hadn't sent him the room number or anything like we said we would because we just got there. And he said, no, I just asked the Holy Spirit and came to the room. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so we, we just had a great time with them. Gary and Sarah, thank you for coming over and blessing all our peeps and blessing us. It was amazing. Totally amazing. And then, of course, they flew home um, and got home in time for church on Sunday. I cannot imagine how jet-lagged they feel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so if you haven't listened to their podcast yet, listen to it. It's alanandaj.com slash 90. It will be one of the craziest uh, podcasts you've listened to. I, I can guarantee it. So you're you're right, baby. On Thursday, we dropped them off at the airport. But in doing so, we stumbled upon a little gem. We did. We sort of did a moving date day on Thursday, didn't we, mm-hmm. as our final day. So we, we took them to Crema because they hadn't been there yet. And they'd heard about Crema, which they loved. And, uh, of course, we started off the day with $5 donuts and uh, Franklin juice. So, you know, we were already doing well. We're hitting the highlights. Yeah. And then our friend Deb Board told us about this place in 12 South called Bar Taco. Yes. And any restaurant that serves tacos, I have to go to. It's a good decision. If there's tacos on the on the menu, yeah. I'm going to order it. Yeah. But this is a whole restaurant devoted to tacos. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your experience. It's so good. Uh, everything from the atmosphere and the way that the restaurant is decorated and, and what the servers are wearing and everything, it's all very, very consistent. Everybody's smiley they feel like they want to be there um it's just a great place and then add to that the food is awesome yeah i was astonished by the consistency in their branding yeah it was really good i didn't realize they have many locations they're not a chain per se they're privately owned but they have multiple locations in the united states but the level of detail just in the restaurant layout in the menus in the way they order which is quite unique Mm -hmm. but they're you know, every, it's like somebody is obsessively caring about tiny details and it yeah. totally shows. Yeah. Even the bathrooms were really lovely. Yeah. I, but then the <laughs> food, like the food had the three F's. It was fast. It was fresh. It was delicious. That's not right. Yeah. You mean felicious. <laughs> what are the three F's? Fast, fast. fresh, fantastic. Friendly? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it was delicious. <laughs> and the tacos start at $2.50 each. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Here, I'm going to spend all the kids' college savings fund no. right there. No, no. 
It was so good. It was very good. Well, I love that you could buy each taco a la carte so you can really tailor it to what you feel like eating. What did we go through? I, I had know. the sesame ribeye. I had one of those too. I had the Baja fish. Yes, I had one of those. I had the chicken. Uh-huh. Yeah, Gary had the pork. Yeah, the pork he shoulder. Had pork pasta or something. Yeah. Every one of them was delicious though. Really good. I, I had a shrimp one that was really good. Yeah, we need to go back. It was so good. It was very good. So yeah, if you're in 12 South, you fancy tacos, head to Bar Taco. It was absolutely- And the corn. Baby, you didn't talk about the corn. I did corn. not talk about the corn. <gasps> they have this corn and you can get it on the cob or they'll cut it off the cob for you, which is my preference because I don't like picking corn out of my teeth. Or having it all smushed in your beard, which isn't a problem for you, but it was for <laughs> me. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't have a beard, but thank you for that visual. Um, oh, it's so good, that corn. I don't know what they do to it, but it's good. You know what's, it's interesting because the night before we ate a, a very well-respected chain restaurant that are known for quality, known for excellent service, known for great food. And we had an utterly disappointing experience. It was death by a thousand tiny paper cuts, really. Yeah. So it was so refreshing to go to this privately owned restaurant where just everything was top notch. I couldn't fault them on anything. I loved it. I can't yeah, wait to go back. It was so good. And then we came home from church today. Yes. And we found some, oh, I forgot to mention gifts and surprises. Gifts and surprises? I got given a new Apple TV this Yes, week. you did. What do you think of the new Apple TV, baby? I really like it. I haven't had a chance to play with it very much because you've been playing with it. I resemble that statement. <laughs> uh, but it seems very cool. Yeah, it's super fast. Mm-hmm. A Siri on it is amazing. I wanted to update it to the beta software, but I'm going to wait until no, they release it. No, Well, there's all those of new features you're going to I love. don't care. All right, fine. And so, yeah, we got the new Apple TV, but we came home from church today and found something else on the doorstep, baby. What am I so excited about? Well, we found our Amazon things that we just bought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've discovered that every day can feel like a birthday with Amazon.com. <laughs> yes, we got Mon Bento lunchboxes. Now... These are lunchboxes for grown-ups. Yes. And yet, why am I so excited about lunchboxes for grown-ups? Because the packaging was lovely, and it, they're just beautiful boxes. Again, somebody's just decided, I'm going to give my life to making lunchboxes. Yes. And it's thoughtfully designed, wonderfully crafted. I mean, you take them out of the box, they're so tactile, they're a delight to disassemble and assemble. <laughs> Yes. If Apple made lunchboxes, they would be Montana yes, lunchboxes. that's what I was thinking exactly. But I had this kind of revelation that they, they weren't cheap. No. I mean, they weren't horrendously expensive, but they were more than I would have liked to have paid. But when I got them, suddenly I didn't regret paying for them at all. Right. I just thought I would sooner have one set of these than five nasty ones that you could have got at Walmart for the same price. And the truth is... You know, three or four days of the week, we can't be eating at home because we're at work. Right. We spend a lot of money eating out or picking up takeout and whatever, uh, which we can save by bringing our lunches. But we just have never gone and gotten the containers to be able to do that. So it's always been a frustrating event. I'm so excited. Yeah. I I, know I have already prepped our lunch for tomorrow. You're amazing. It is ready to go downstairs. Uh, How are you liking the bed, by the way? I love the bed. So good. I have grown to love it. It's taken me a good week. Yeah. I couldn't sleep for the first couple of nights. It was so stinking hard. Yeah. But it's great now, isn't it? It really is. And I don't think it's hard per se. I think it was just hard compared to the marshmallow of a mattress that we had before. Our previous mattress was so dismal. But you don't wake up in back pain anymore. And I sleep through the night. 
That's amazing. So two bonuses right there. Ching, ching. But we did find that we needed new pillows, didn't we? Because our pillows didn't really go with a nice hard bed. They were too thin. We found them at Costco. We did. They're called bamboo pillows, but there's no bamboo in them. Yeah, I don't know why they call them bamboo pillows. But they're quite nice. They're fantastic. Oh, you've upgraded them from nice to fantastic. I love the pillow. It's my happy thought. You have to understand, I've been loyal to the same pillow for about eight years now. You just said about like a Canadian and it was adorable. (laughs) All right. Our topic for this week is partly Gary and Sarah Morgan's fault. Yes. Uh, We want to talk about being hungry for God. Sounds good. Because one of the net effects of being around people who are in a different realm from you is they suddenly set a new bar of normal for you. Yeah. And so, you know, being around them and just seeing the ease with which they move and the revelation, the father's love that they carry and the kindness of God that accompanies them it stirs up something in you, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I was, uh, I was, I was bummed on Monday night because I felt like I got a name and a number, and I didn't give it because I was a chicken. At a girl. Yeah, and I was talking to Gary about it, and I was like, "Gary, I got Carol in '71," and he's like, "Yeah, the tricky things with numbers is that can either be July 1st or January 7th," and I was like, "Yeah." Well, I never really had to encounter the tricky part of that because I didn't open my mouth. <laughs> so, oh, well. well that's next awesome, babe. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, next time you're ministering, let's go for names and numbers. Although, here's the thing I appreciate about Gary. When he was teaching on the school, he said, guys, it would be a tragedy if your experience of us being here is that the goal of prophetic ministry is to reveal names and numbers. He said it really isn't. The goal right. of prophetic ministry is to reveal the Father's heart. It's to reveal the kindness of God, yeah. to introduce people to Jesus. Yeah. And I, I so appreciated him saying that. Yeah. When we, uh, Gary and I had a chat in the office for a while where, while Sarah was preaching to the school and we were talking a little bit about that and he was just sort of encouraging me that, you know, we each have our part and if, if we're all trying to do the other person's part, then there's parts that aren't done. And I was like, right, that makes sense. And he's like, just be free to operate how you operate and God's going to grow you in it, but don't feel like, yeah, it has to look like how I do it. He said he was talking about um, when he was ministering with David Wagner. Right. And he's like, you know, David Wagner does the room. Like he finishes the room. And if he's there till two or three in the morning, he finishes the room. You know, he prophesies over everybody. And uh, he said, so I decided I was going to start doing that. And he said, and I, I made it like, I forget what he said, but it was like, you know, I made it like two hours and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I don't have the grace for that. And he's like, and I had to arrive at, I'm not David Wagner. Right. You know, and we're all gifted in different ways and that's totally fine. So well, that's encouraging because I think I'm gifted in eating tacos and playing video games for Jesus. You are, baby. Yeah. You really are. And if I stop I mean, doing that, who else is going to pick up that mantle? Yes, that would be tragic. Uh-huh. Is true. Yeah, I just, um, I guess I feel... After spending the week with Gary and Sarah, just I feel filled up again. And I feel encouraged to be me and probably push in more than I typically do. You know, like if I'm tired, I don't typically prophesy over people or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I and instead of asking the Lord, hey, do you want to say something? I I just don't unless he invades my space, which right. he does sometimes, you know. So um I just want to change some things, you know, with the Lord's help with how I how I operate on a regular basis. I think the fun thing for me is obviously Gary was prophesying over a lot of people that we know because we pastor them. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing to hear God's perspective on situations that, you know, we've prayed about for, 
you know, months yeah. and, and be reminded that God's resources are limitless, that we haven't exhausted God's potential is what I'm trying to say. And it was just lovely to have a fresh perspective on circumstances and situations from somebody who didn't even know about them. Yeah. And it's fun to watch people you know and you love be loved on by God like that. Like, you know that they're leaving encouraged and, you know, and they know that God sees them, Mm -hmm. which you can tell them that all day long, but an experience like getting picked out or whatever, that, that changes it, doesn't it? Because you now know, hey, God really does have Holy Spirit GPS on me. Right. So, yeah, I loved it. I just loved the whole week. It was so fun. I love too that Gary and Sarah are the same people at home as they are at the front of a meeting or whatever, which, I mean, most of the people that we've had on the podcast or, you know, that we hang out with, that's that could be said about them. But I just, I love that. I love the reality of who they are. So talk to me about seasons of hunger in your life and what it looked like for God to answer them. Well, I think it's funny because the hunger and the filling come in two different seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially in our lives today, we've forgotten that there's two different seasons because we're in a microwave culture where if I'm hungry, I can just go and get something to eat whenever I want. I I don't really know what it's like to be hungry. Yeah, I can just, you know, graze all day or overeat. And I've, I've really forgotten what it's like to be hungry. And I think spiritually, when God deposits something in your heart for hunger, it's not to tease you. It's because he wants to... You know, Gary and Sarah said, the reason God stretches you is to fit more of him in you. Yeah. And I and I love that. And it's funny that we're talking about hunger because this morning I was in church and I was thinking about many, many, many years ago when I lived in Edinburgh as a school teacher, had a very normal life. And it wouldn't be unusual for me to drive through to Glasgow. It's another city about an hour or so away from Edinburgh. to so just to attend church on a Saturday night, there was a church and there is a church called Glasgow Elam. And they used to do Saturday night uh, revival nights. And I, I would just drive through just to be in worship and just to be in the presence of God. And it, it's funny, I was thinking about this because I was drinking a large bottle of water uh, this morning. And I remember one time going through, I'd been fasting because I was really wanting God to break through. And I had a large two liter bottle of water. And I didn't tell anybody I was fasting, but my friend Andrew said, well, that, that's a sure sign of somebody who's fasting. And I and he thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> But I remember being hungry for God and fasting for a touch. And I remember, obviously, I kept going through to to Glasgow Elam because I kept getting touched by God. But how like God some 10, 15 years later to fill me now, like what I'm living in now is what I couldn't have imagined to be hungry for back then. Yeah. Like what I... What I was hungry for was from a touch from God. Now I live in that permanent place of God's abundance. Like my norm is so beyond what I could have asked or imagined back then. Well, I think that's the thing of, you know, when kids ask you for a gift and they're like, hey, can I have this little thing over here? And you can sit down with them and go, well, you could. Have you thought about this and shown them all the other stuff? And then they're like, oh, I had no idea that was available, you know? Um, Yeah, I feel the same. I, I was thinking about, I remember being super, super hungry, um, you know, when I went away to YWAM and um, really the first many years of the renewal, just constantly being like, there's got to be more, there's got to be more, you know. Really? In the midst of renewal? Yeah, because it made me hungry. So hang on, let me get this straight. You're living in one of the greatest outpourings in the history of church. Yeah. And 
you're not feeling satisfied. You're thinking there must be more. No, I mean, not in an ungrateful way, but I was like, Lord, like if this is available, what else? Like what's more, you know, like I had no idea this was available. So gosh, there's must be more. And I think the presence of God builds hunger in you. Right. You know, so the more time that you're spending in the presence of God, you know, for me, the sort of the hungrier God. And I, I don't think my mind ever arrived at doing what we're doing now, seeing the kind of stuff we see now, hearing God the way I do now. Like, I don't think I ever arrived at this as the, as the thought. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I was sort of like, gosh, I'd really like to know that he talks and, you know, I don't know. And I'd love to do something in ministry. You know, it was just, so I don't know. I think, I think hunger also makes room for God to grow vision. Yeah. There, there comes a time in life where you have a holy dissatisfaction. Yeah. And it's a little bit like what you were saying. I remember, I remember being in a season like that where I was just saying, God, I'm grateful for everything I have. I, I truly am. But the reason you surround yourself by people who are further in than you is to be provoked to jealousy to have what they have. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about the anointing. I've been thinking a lot about the anointing that rested on Jesus, for example. Yeah. That he was anointed by God and went around destroying the works of the enemy. And I was just thinking, Lord, to what degree am I walking in the anointing that's available for me? Mm. And so I've been, you know, I've been stirring up hunger thinking, Lord, actually, this is what I want. I wonder, and this isn't a fully baked thought, but I wonder if in the natural, you know, when you're hungry, you can persuade yourself that you're not hungry by eating Skittles and Doritos. And, you know, you're you're pushing off hunger with frivolous, non-nutritious things. Right. I wonder if in life that there are things that are sweet and nice and everything, but are not nutritious. Like video games? Certainly not video games. No, no but other no, things. Never, or tacos. No. Mm-mm. No, but seriously, things that are fine, yeah. but are just actually stopping you experiencing the hunger that God's built you for. Right. And again, God doesn't make you hungry to tease you. He doesn't hide himself from us. He hides himself for us. Yes. You know, to go looking and to discover a new facet of him. Yeah. So that's hunger. I I I was just thinking for people who are who are hungry right now. Perhaps you're provoked to jealousy even listening to some of the stories by people we've had on the podcast. You know, that hunger is unto something and follow that hunger. Yeah. That would be my encouragement for you because God causes hunger because he's a good daddy and wants to satisfy you with rich things. Yeah. And my testimony is somebody that God plucked from obscurity and satisfied me. I feel like the wealthiest man in the world. I feel so full of God's kindness towards me. And if you'll do it for me, he'll absolutely do it for you. Yeah. But the thing with hunger too, is that you have to feed hunger because eventually, if you just think in the natural, eventually, if you stop eating, eventually your body stops asking for food and you die, you know, but you're, you can shrink your stomach down to no capacity whatsoever. So you don't even know you should be hungry. Right. You know, and it's the same thing spiritually. You need to feed hunger. You know, one of our students, Tiffany Zayas, posted this week on Facebook something completely unsolicited from our, our point, but it fits in neatly with what we're talking with regard to hunger. She said, going to Grace in our School of Supernatural Life has honestly been one of the best decisions I've ever made. The school is designed to change your life, and for me, it's done just that. Before SOSL, I was hurting, believing lies that had been spoken over me, and weary of constantly striving for perfection, acceptance, and value. 
In the past six months since starting the school, I have experienced the presence of God like never before, coming to a full realization of the Father's unconditional love for me, and I'm now walking in a new level of healing and identity in Christ. When I first heard about the school, I thought, that sounds amazing. I would really love to do that, but I'm a mom and I stay at home with my kids, and insert a bunch of other excuses here. But before I knew it, God provided for each of the needs those excuses stem from, and I'm forever grateful. Not only was SOSL the best decision I could have made for myself, but it's also the best decision I could have made for my family. I cannot recommend this school enough. It will truly transform your life. I wish that everyone I know could experience this. If even just a small part of you is saying, yes, I'd love to do that, but then you have reasons pop up of why you can't, such as distance or kids or resources, age or job, etc., I encourage you to bring it before God and see what he can do. And I I love that story for a couple of reasons. One, of course, it's very complimentary about the school that we run. And two, it's great to hear positive feedback from our students. But third of all, I think it's interesting that she had a hunger and a desire for more of God. Yeah. But was sad she couldn't meet that hunger on her own. Yeah. But that's the point of hunger induced by God. Right. Is that he's saying... The hunger itself is a doorway into something new. Yeah, it makes you look for something, doesn't it? Yeah, our response is to head towards it and say, please, Papa. Yeah, would you answer the hunger? So, I don't know how hungry you are. If you're not hungry, get hungry. If you are hungry, be filled. (laughs) Stay hungry. Yeah, that's the best piece of advice I've ever heard is get hungry, stay hungry. Yeah. All right, if you would like to ask us any questions that we can answer on air, please go to alanandaj.com slash ask. If you would like the show notes for this episode, go to alanandaj.com slash 91. And if you would like more information about the School of Supernatural Life, or if you'd like to apply to our eight-month school designed to change your life, go to gracecenter.us slash school. And just to clarify, it can be an eight-month school. It can also be a two-year school. Clarification received. All right. We'll see you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day, from Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me, Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, they talk about faith in God, and everything under the sun, if you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.